Welcome to today's show. I'm Hooch. And I am Swerty. And today we are going to start off with a brain exercise. Ooh, that sounds great. It is going to be riveting. And the point of this, obviously, is to open up those neural pathways to... Oh, okay. Sensual <laughs> Caleb voice. <laughs> to expand, you know, get our, get our creative juices flowing. Um, and it's just a fun exercise to do. So I have a prompt. Awesome. That sounds great. And I don't know how much we want to take... For each, because I've this is all new to me. I have okay. not taken time like preparing my side of this, but I think it'd be fun <laughs> for both of us to come up with an answer. So before we start, yes, are we gonna like openly spitball? Like we're we gonna kind of dive into it, or are we gonna have like some time to digest the prompt? I think we will have a little bit of time to digest. Okay, come up with your own answer, and then we will have the spitballing. Like I want us to both come with two. Completely separate individual answers, and then we'll touch base on each other's and build each other's up. It we will we'll just do it once, okay? Because I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah. So it's going to be great. Okay, well let's hear it. Let's hear this prompt. Let's get the brain juices flowing. So you need to come up with a city structure, mm -hmm. as in possibly the city name. The city, how it works, how it functions, who resides in the city. Um, you know, any fine details that you want to add. Interesting. I think I'm going to leave it up to you. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. I think having the city in a specific setting, a specific region. I see. That's going to pinpoint, you know, what type of people, you know, you're going to be creative in like who would be living in this environment. Okay. So. I like it. So right. go ahead. You decide where is this going to take place, this city. Okay. Well, so let's see here. I think this city is going to take place, I'm thinking a semi-arid yet mountainous region. Mm. So not like desert, but like kind of high plains deserty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I think so. And And just to reiterate, like this doesn't have to be like on earth. Right. This opens it up to... Um, any fan fantasy elements, sci-fi elements, whatever you you could come up with a group of people who live here. It does not have to be humans. Mm -hmm. Your literally creative mind can go wherever it needs to go. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds good. Well, let's take a minute or two and we'll brainstorm and then we'll get Perfect. into it. And we are back from our time of brainstorming. That's right. And I only gave us two minutes. 120 seconds went by extremely fast. Very fast, yes. And so I know the, these ideas are not going to be fully fledged as I would like. But I think by us bantering, we can build each other's cities and worlds up. And I think that's kind of the point too, right? The kind of the urgency really gets the ideas flowing and gets them out on your head. So if you are listening, you need some you need some creative spark. This is a great exercise to kind of get some juices flowing. I know Caleb, um I mean Swerty. That's right, Swerty. <laughs> Swerty, his stage name of course, um <laughs> is a dungeon master, right, in in his local D&D &D group. So That's correct. Uh, this is kind of a cool exercise we do from time to time. And yeah, absolutely. Gets and, stuff flowing. Yeah, and I, I just like it because it opens up pathway. Like, 
asking questions about this world that you just spontaneously created that you would never ask about anything else. Like mm -hmm. the questions that that come from it themselves are a creative outlet, not not the answers that are given to. So it's just good. All all parts of the brain are just getting fired up and and mm -hmm. going. So. And if you hear any whimpering in the background, that is my uh, six-week-old son rocking back and forth in his swinger. <laughs> That's right. He doesn't have a stage name quite yet, but we're working on That's it. That's right. He, uh, he'll grow into it. That's right. <laughs> so, right. While mom is away, the boys will play. That's right. That's right. Um, and so please remind us what the biome so to speak, that mm -hmm. you set the city in. Mm -hmm. Would you please go over that yeah. one more time? Yeah, so I've I kind of got this um, almost like semi-arid-like high deserty-ish but mountainous terrain. So um, so kind of the location, I imagine my particular city is like kind of elevated up uh, maybe on like a plateau or a, or a mountain, but kind of like gradually, like there's these gradual kind of semi-arid plains going up to it. So kind of this lone structure uh, just out in the middle of nowhere, uh, isolated. Perfect. Well, do you want to start? Sure. I can start. Okay, yeah, you go ahead. Tell yeah. us your city, and I'll just leave you the floor. So I'm, I've taken an interesting approach, totally different than what I thought about while we were discussing the topic of the city that we're going to create, um, but I think it's fun. So I named my city Vasilflorn, which mm. has a kind of a plant like sound to it, right? So there you go. Yeah, you're laughing. No, at me. no, no, no. You'll you'll understand why when I do mine. Go oh ahead my gosh. and do yours. Okay. Go ahead and do Give yours. Give me this look, like <laughs> really, man. No, okay, so all right. So these people that I came up with, and keep in mind too, because if we come up with the same stuff, this was totally independent. We did not collaborate on any of this, right? So anyway, just. Out of curiosity. Yeah. But so so the people I came up with, so they're a vine people. So mm. it's like they're these fluid creatures um, that are primarily made up of like living vines, but they're detached, so they can move freely. Okay. Um, and the only features on their face, like you kind of have the outline of a face a little bit, but it's just like two really brilliant, like bright yellow, almost white eyes. And so that's kind of the, the, the creature, the beings I came up with, right? So they live high up in this plateau or mountain, um, kind of a way, but they live in a world of men, but they mm. don't, they're unknown, right? And so uh, they're kind of more like a, like a monastic type of society, kind of a hermitage, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, they're peaceful, elegant in, their, in how they move, mm -hmm. and um, very wise people very in tune with obviously nature and growing things. And, um, and so the structures that they live in are also living and always morphing. So the city itself doesn't necessarily have one shape all the time, which is, I think what probably hmm. fools people passing by it just looks like kind of this dense growth. Right. And so it's kind of this yeah. un impenetrable looking like mass, but internally it's very intricate and always changing. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And, is that all your details? That that's you're kind going of the to? details I got in two minutes. So awesome. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's great. I love that, and I I can't wait to share mine. I do want to dive into yours. Do you mind if I ask you some questions yeah, on yeah, regards to your it. city? Um, so will you will you repeat your city name for me one more time? It is Vasilflorn. That's spelled V A S S A L F L O R N. Mm. I um, I love this very fluid vine like design, like with everything right mm -hmm. like this very amorphous city 
um, with these plant people. So I, I wanted to pinpoint on the, the persons themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so are they, do they have two eyes? Or you said it was just one like white or yellow form? So two eyes. So they have like eye space, like a, like a humanoid sure. design, if you will. But they, yeah, but they're just eyes. They don't have like a nose or a mouth yeah. opening, just eyes. So if, since they are made up of vines... Um, there, there must be some distinction between the vines that make up the people and the vines that make up like the housing. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so kind of like, it's almost as if the beings themselves maybe don't necessarily have bodily form, but mm. they like enclothing themselves in the vines. Oh, if you can kind okay. of picture it that way. Absolutely. Um, just for fun, what currency would they use if they even have currency that's a good question so i think if they had a currency and i don't know that they really do because Mm -hmm. really they're in touch with like their natural surrounding and that's what they live on and thrive on right do they eat do they Mm -hmm. you know it's like i don't know if they do because really they're they're plantoid if you will Mm -hmm. and so they nurture themselves off of you know the sunlight the water Mm. that falls from the clouds the the soils and so um so do they trade and barter? Probably not, um, because they're also an isolated hermitage type of society. So they, they live more communally, if you will. Yeah, I was getting some vibes of if a passerby or anybody were to stumble upon this this city, um, that they, you know, if they needed something, it would just be freely given to them. Yes. You know? Yeah, and so they, I think they would have like food, primarily like fruit crops or vegetable mm. type of mm-hmm. things. Uh, stuff that would grow naturally in the environment, hmm. you know, that they live in. Um, probably not like, you know, like wheat crops or, you know, grains, things like that, but more like, you know, more of a plant, um, not plant-based because those are plants, but like vine-based, if you sure. will. So fruits and hmm. vegetables and different things like that, berries, you know. I like that. And, um, you know, obviously this is more of a fan fantasy-type mm-hmm. realm, it's almost like yeah, the same power that created you know the the homes and the the people the people mm-hmm. are the same. Obviously, they're getting their that power from the same source. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the fruits there, right? They don't really like they're not like your typical fruits, right? So mm-hmm. it's a humanoid world with with men in it, but maybe it's not like um, actually like stuff we're familiar with. You know, it's mm-hmm. some sort of you know fruit that doesn't age, doesn't go bad. You know, so. Um, when they, 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 it's not plantable though. It can only mm-hmm. grow there. And so passerbyers or mm. people who stumble in could eat it. It's great for you, right? Sustains you, um, kind of almost, um, unnaturally, if you will. Yeah. Um, and, but doesn't, it's like this one kind of fruit, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I think, sorry, my, my mind mind expanded like in in this very vine like web like i was thinking of all the intricate um uh what is it conflicts that you might have like mm-hmm. if the humans did find out about this fruit that only grows here right. and oh there's a peaceful vine people who reside in it like right now they can now they're gonna try to attack it yeah, yeah and like try well, Maybe there's good factions that want to protect them, mm-hmm. you know, like they need to be preserved. Yeah, and then there's yeah. also the people that are like, hey, this is an opportunity mm-hmm. to make money because it's like, yeah. you can only get this here. It's exactly. super rare. Yeah. Or it has some healing properties for humans. You know, you never yeah. know. That. And maybe there's, 
you know, lower in the valley, mm-hmm. this um, very planet focused or not earth because it might not be on earth right, right. like planet focused like they they seek the wisdom of the, the plant people mm-hmm. and so they want to protect it you know like oh they you know they give us insight into mm-hmm. you know whatever or if you, you know. wanted to make it even like semi-allegorical perhaps mm. this is like a like a, a testing right for mm. people like yeah. they come across these these beings right and they have this opportunity to either like be good right yeah. to honor that desire to to honor god if you will you yeah, know yeah. in an allegorical sense here in the fantasy but sure um or are they going to give into that sinful like oh i can i can get mm-hmm. rich off of this yeah you know? like yeah i i love it i think it's great um oh what was i gonna say oh i was gonna say like the the place that you chose right in this like mountain or on top of a plateau is like hey what if this is the closest they can get to, to the direct sunlight to mm-hmm. feed them Ooh, without good. getting high enough where there's not enough oxygen for them to Ooh, use. You so it's like, I think that the you're placing this city with these plant people is perfect for mm-hmm. the setting that you put up. So, yeah, I think it's so cool. kudos. It's well, great. I love it. <laughs> Appreciate that. Well, I think that was fun to dive in mine, but I'm, yes. I'm dying to hear about <laughs> yours now. So let's, let's dive into that. So initially, I will admit, I did not... The whole point was creating this city. The last thing I did was make the name up for the city. And I did it while we were getting ready. So I'm like, oh, man. I like I totally (laughs) forgot about the most important part. So um, before you say that. So admittedly, I created the people first. And then I (laughs) named the city based on kind of the idea of like, right, this kind of foreign like flower. It sounds like illusionary, Mm. like basil, like base flower is kind of the idea. I I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good. Enough about me. Let's go. (laughs) So here. Well, and I'm, I'm so glad that, yes, that you explained that because I was looking at you strangely because... Me and you think very much alike. And we we did not plan this. It's just interesting. So <laughs> my city is a little more earthy, I would mm-hmm. say, a little more dirty. It's called Bramblin. And the people that reside here are the Clora people. And very they're plant people as well. Oh, Total plant people. <laughs> However, instead of these beautiful, elegant vines, um, these people are made up of these very sharp, jagged grass grasses like a razor grass yeah i like that and so opposite from yours which is i love that it's that's cool this is a militant society very militant society shoot and even they could be in the same universe too absolutely and mm -hmm. and so and that we'll we'll talk about that we'll try to combine them at the end so um bramblin is this cluster of you know grasses and vines designed to hinder anybody passing through hinder people entering the city who are not this the chlora people right mm-hmm. um and the the militant plant people um the blades are like this this sect of the mili- the militia there mm-hmm. that just have these huge like spikes on their arms you know they're they know how to use them um, you know, I would even say that they might ride some sort of grass creatures or they have horses that have armor that they can like lance and joust. I don't know. That's you know, cool. I haven't thought yeah, of that. that's cool. Um, but they have this huge like whistle once they're like, that's the kind of like the alarm, like the, you know, the city bells, right? Like, Tell oh, how is this? Intruders. Yeah, yeah, intruders. So they have this, this really shrill whistle, you know, that yeah, whistles yeah. throughout the valley. And so everybody can hear it. And. However, they're up in the mountains. Um, 
it just echoes perfectly so any of the the troops in the area can hear it um i was thinking that that they're in this area this dry mountainous region um instead of in like the plains where you think that like these plants could thrive um Mm -hmm. but i want to think of it like like the minotaurs or mm. the people are pushing them out because they're like a natural enemy. So it's like now they have to be. So the kind of men are like pushing them into the yeah, extremities. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and more like these men or like animal men hybrids or, you know, sure, whatever sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that see these plant people as just a detriment. Yeah. yeah. And they could be colonizers like, hey, we want to rip this forest out to build a, a mall. Mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't be that sure. advanced, but right, you know what I mean. Right. You know, yeah. we're going to destroy this forest for the whatever, you know. It's so a resourceful game. Yeah. yeah. So they were driven out into the Crag Mountains, which obviously plants don't really thrive there. And so that's mm-hmm. why these guys are just this hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. These grass roots kind of things so. okay so are, is that like all the, the details that's all i got okay so you go ahead. i love that so that's really cool so here's a thought i had i've had several thoughts as you were talking about is how we can tie them together mm. and so i was thinking like what if that's like like what if there's multiple societies like the, like mine but then like when people come and destroy it they become like essentially the creatures which you have said so they're one and the same mm. but just a different like angle on them basically wow. because they've now or you know even in that allegorical sense right it's like the corruption of that of mm. sin right and yeah. now that's the consequence because these people are like now they're going to destroy and maim and like you know whatever they need to do it's you know? almost like these you would say that these the hard grass like plant people were uprooted from their right their home and now they are just surviving yeah they're not in this sense of decadence things they have to protect they're literally just mm-hmm. like you said like at arms like yeah. ready to protect their home protect their land don't let anybody in i i think that is a very astute connection that mm-hmm. you made it is cool so kind of some of the similar questions you asked me right Go so ahead. uh so what do these people like live on what do they do what's their purpose you know like what like what what do they do so a part of their surviving right like mm-hmm. they're trying to get some self-sufficiency put in place right um but i think because most of them are are militant based you know i would even feel that they are like a raiding parties okay so they're kind of more like like scavenger types like yeah militant yeah. scavengers yeah. So kind of almost piratey type of for sure. Like, yeah. on land, of course, but, like, that kind of idea. Because they don't feel like this is not their home. Right, and they know that, yeah. And then so, but they have this city that's made, and it's like, it's like that uncomfortableness, like, this is not our home, I mm-hmm. don't feel safe, you yeah. know? And so, I would even say this mountain could be home, or a trade route, Mm-hmm. between humans and it's almost like a spiteful way to and get back like at them camping out to destroy that or yeah to capitalize on and, it and you know i don't think that these people need that that much to survive like really right, like right. sunlight and water right mm-hmm. so they're just there to really just cause grief for the humans essentially for sure mm-hmm. and and they might be able to use you know maybe they are a highly like you said, like pirates, a bartering system, like a hard barter system. So anything they steal, they're like, yeah, we'll give it back. What are you going to trade for? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it might be stuff that's beneficial or things that they think, oh, I can get a one-up on this other Mm -hmm. group of humans, you know, because this is what they really want. And so, Mm, yeah, I don't know if if they actually need anything or... I think that's so... I don't know. I just think that's so funny that we both came (laughs) up with plant-based, 
like that's people. why I gave you that look. But it's so funny, like how we went about it. You know, it's like totally different approaches to it. But well, it you, could work, you know, I think it's... Oh, yeah. Well, yours is very peaceful, just a fluid, elegant, mm-hmm, graceful mm-hmm. style. And mine's like, no, they're growing in the rocks. They're surviving. They're going to slice you with their grass Which blades. is so funny because yeah. in, like, real life, like, <laughs> usually in, like, <laughs> our conversations with people, like, people generally view me as more like the harder individual <laughs> and you like the soft, like, approachable, like, fun-loving guy. <laughs> so it's like, I think it's hilarious <laughs> that we came up with opposite yeah. things. Uh, maybe that's a little bit of insight into ourselves. <laughs> or knowing we were going to be creative, maybe we wanted to venture into some uncomfortable ground. That's true. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there. That's true. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But I think that's great. I I love this. What We actually um, did a previous exercise like this. We did, yeah. Totally different. We were designing an insect. No, it wasn't an insect. It was a it was a person group, a people group. We did both. We did both, oh. right? Because we did the, the lava, like, rock people, which we kind of tagged in that one, I think. We came up we with, come up with the same, pretty much the exact same people on our own. But I think there was something that we talked about that, like, prompted how we made them. I don't. I don't think so. Maybe I thought not? it was like because you you were talking. It was very similar to this. Yeah, yeah. I remember. That. Like, yeah. I was like, no way. Like, I literally had the same thing. That's why it was so profound. I remember that mm-hmm. because we came up with the same idea. Um, yeah, that's uncanny. <laughs> it's it's uncanny. It's weird. But I I think this this went great. This was a great exercise. Yeah, we came awesome. up with stuff. Um, but I think. I think our minds are caught up, so we can we can dive into some other topics if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, let's uh, let's take a, a brief break here, and then we will uh, go ahead and figure out our next topic of discussion. Tally ho. Welcome back, and we have concluded our short break, and the next segment we're going to talk about is, um, I forgot what it was, memories, childhood memories. We're going <laughs> to dive go. into that that pool right there. There we go. All right, we're going to get going into, so this is kind of a broad topic section, just like everything on our show, mm-hmm. but we're going to be talking about things that... Like, you remember that were awesome? Things that scarred you as a kid. Could be hilarious, could be serious, whatever. I mean, it's up to you. You get to decide. This is kind of what you want to share. <laughs> so. and, and question, is this about a specific topic? Or are we just broad? Because there's I have a lot of memories. That's true, that's true. Well, I think for this first section, we were thinking, let's go ahead and dive into movies that impacted Ooh. us as a child. Yes. I, I think that's great. You, I... Do you want to go with just like cartoons growing up, hmm, or live action movies? Because I because we I watched a lot of both. I think let's kind of hone in on like more of those kind of formative years, so like that five to ten years of age range. So like whatever you watched in that TV <laughs> shows, movies, okay. like things you shouldn't have seen, <laughs> whatever you know, like yeah. mom and dad left on an R-rated movie on accident while you walked in, or you know whatever. <laughs> Hey, it's happened to everybody. It's true. happened to everybody. It's true. We love you, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Hi, Mom. We have different moms and dads, so. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, so, yeah, I I think just just starting it out, you know, we had did not have a lot of opportunities to go to the theater. 
we didn't have a lot of opportunities to get new movies. So we had... Well, so a, explain that a little bit because people probably won't understand that's right. why, so why that is. I lived out way out in the country. Downtown. Down, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, a city of maybe less than 100 people. And so growing up in a family of six, I have three older sisters... Um, it, it just didn't make sense. You know, we didn't have a lot of money, so we didn't go out to watch movies, but we had a VCR and we recorded a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And so we had some classics like, you know, the old Bugs Bunny cartoons, nice. um, Yosemite Sam, you know, Roadrunner, um, Wile E. Coyote, you know, all, Elmer Fudd, all of those. Um, and they were recorded. So we wa- rewatched those videos a lot and we had Disney movies too, mm-hmm. um, and all the classics, right? But that's all we rewatched for the most part. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, so I had a slightly different upbringing. So I grew up in a much larger town of about 500 people. <laughs> Huge <laughs> well, town. actually, before that, in these more formative years we're discussing, <laughs> I spent most of that time in a larger city. So uh, more of a suburban area outside of Salt Lake City. But hmm. anyway, so we had a totally different, probably cinematic experiences, <laughs> if you will, Um Shoot, you know, I'm just going to dive into So one of the ones that I remember, which was the coolest. So the prequel Star Wars movies, uh, the prequel trilogy was coming out when I was a kid. And I saw all three of them in the movies, or in the movies, at the movies, in the theater. <laughs> in the movies. <laughs> in the movies, back in March. <laughs> we'll have a different section called Old Hooch later. That's right. <laughs> at the show house. That's right. At the, mover, at the mover's house. Anyway. That's right. Um, so... And we went to, I think, because they all came out in the summertime, like around my birthday, which was awesome. And so we went to all three of them. And I would say, like, hands down, one of the most impactful scenes in my childhood was when Qui-Gon Jinn gets killed by Darth Maul in episode one of The Phantom Menace. Some slight spoilers. Spoiler alert. (laughs) If you haven't seen this by now, it was made in 1999, so I'm sorry. We we probably are not going to apologize for any spoilers nothing's recent <laughs> that's, that's very true we're old but that and really. that, that was a very impactful scene you yeah. know even though you'd only known qui-gon for that movie only right, right. he but was you grew up watching oh, like yeah. the jedi are invincible like yeah. luke you know destroys like the emperor and redeems darth vader and like yeah he struggles but like he overcomes all those mm-hmm. things you know and it's like these guys are like the super jedi right like they're like from the order yeah like things are good this is like you know, the Jedi are super strong at their mm-hmm. height, right? There's more than one. Right. There's like this society of Jedis that go around and yeah. keep the peace in the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. I I think that's great with um, Liam Neeson. Yeah. He's a great actor. Awesome. That's probably the first movie I saw him in as a child. I think that was the first and movie And so we I put him on the radar yeah. and like, oh my gosh, this amazing Jedi, Qui-Gon Jinn. Right. Liam Neeson, this guy's pretty cool. Yeah, would have been my favorite, except for he got killed in the first episode. So, as fate would have it, his apprentice Obi Wan Kenobi became my favorite Jedi. He is your favorite. He is my favorite, and he for good reason. Any actor who's played Obi Wan Kenobi has a special place in my heart. So, right, right. Um, so, yes, yeah, Star Wars, and then obviously now growing into it, you know, Star Wars is probably one of our top Huge. series for us yeah. personally, but yeah, in the world, of course. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, go ahead. Continue well, anyway, on. you know, that was just, yeah, I was just kind of thinking about, like, kind of early movie memories, and that was, like, I remember, because we were sitting in the movie theater, and earlier in the film, Anakin, young Anakin, says, like, no one can kill a Jedi, right? And Liam Neeson morbidly foreshadows, right? I wish mm. that were true. And you don't really pick up on that as a kid, right? And so, 
you're just thinking these Jedi are invincible. The little kid that, you know, is young that you're all identifying with because you're a kid, mm-hmm. right? He's like, oh, nobody can kill a Jedi. So you're like, great. And then, like, they're fighting. They're like, oh, this is so cool. And then he gets, like, lightsabered in the torso. Mm. And I literally, like, stood up and was and screamed no in the movie theater. <laughs> I kid you not. That's hilarious. I don't know. I'm sure probably everybody was staring at me, but it was dark, so I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was like, sit down, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that's a great story. So all right, I'm gonna pass you're it like, to you. You're kind of like Obi Wan, right? You right. know, you couldn't. You're helpless. You're behind that I red think laser I was louder wall. Than Obi-Wan. <laughs> no, yeah, no. yeah, it yeah. happens. Yeah. Well, obviously, we know this might be some sh- some spoilers for the future. You know, that does get resolved later in the cartoon. So. <laughs> right, right, right. If you haven't watched the Clone Wars, you should watch that's, that. No spoilers there. This um, isn't an ad for it. We Rebels. just think it's great. All of, it, all of it's good. Um, yeah, for me, like, and I, I'm not saying I didn't go watch movies in the theater. Right, you know, right. the, it was just more specific. We only watched one every year. So, yeah. you know, Star Wars was one of them. I remember watching all three Lord of the Rings in theaters, Ooh, too. That's great. And I didn't see any of those in the theater. Oh, they, they, they were great. And they were extremely long. And they were one of the only movies I've been to that had a, a stop in the middle. Oh, an intermission. To go oh. pee. Because... You didn't want to miss any of the action. Um, That's crazy. Two things that stuck out with me when I watched Fellowship of the Ring um, was when the hobbits were leaving the Shire for the first time, they run into Merry and Pippin. Mm -hmm. They fall down the hill and then they have to get off the road because the the wraith is chasing them. Oh, right. And the wraith grabs the roots and bends over the edge and the spider came out of the wood and was crawling on I think it was Mary I'm not certain or Pippin that terrified me and like the centipede crawled out too I was like oh heck no like I would run I would I would throw that ring like here just take it there's a spider on me I'm done and and it's a good thing that Caleb wasn't sent to save Middle Earth that's true I would have failed um I don't have the resolve like a hobbit does that they're just great um and then following up with that when they went into Moria for the first time and Gimli's all beefing it up and then there's just skeletons everywhere and i remember them zooming in like after boromir was like it's a tomb and it zoomed in all all these scary dwarf skeleton mummies oh that's creepy terrified me okay so building on that go ahead so i didn't see that in the theater for the first time but i watched it on dvd for the first time and we were watching it i can't remember if we were in utah or if we were in oregon at that point but anyway um and I remember watching that. I was not super old, but I was pretty young. I mean, like, not like, that makes sense, right? Not super old, but pretty young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, probably adolescent, you know, so maybe like, maybe 10 or 12, somewhere in there. Um, and that movie freaking scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Those wraiths were creepy they as were all creepy. get out. Yeah. And I was just like, I had, I remember having like nightmares about <laughs> Like, I couldn't sleep for like two days after watching that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh man! So, yeah, I understand. That's yeah. It was a scary Which movie. I enjoyed it as a kid. Like it was really cool because obviously, even after the Fellowship, like the good guys won for the most part. Right. <laughs> for of. the most part, yeah. It's like everything's falling apart, but they're still of, going. <laughs> like Boromir dies. You know, the Fellowship is disbanded. Um, but you were excited for the next one. I remember, you know, yeah. even in the theaters. Everything was fine. Second yeah. movie, amazing. Two Towers. Yeah. Third movie, there was the a best. giant spider, Shelob. That's true. So you got to understand, for me, <laughs> I was, I have a funny story about Shelob too. 
but terrified me. She was this giant spider, especially when she stabbed Frodo with oh, a stinger. Man. And that's oh, like, gosh. oh, like that gives me, it makes me <laughs> cringe a little bit. Yeah. But the funny thing was, so the books had been out for years, right? Decades. Right, which most, most nobody has ever read. Yeah, and yeah. so well, my, my mom, this was when the internet was so fresh, there was a spoiler that Frodo died. That <laughs> Shelob killed Frodo. And I'm like, why would you tell me that? Anyway, so we go into the movie. I'm thinking Frodo gets killed. So when Frodo gets stabbed, so, I'm like, there it is. Frodo's dead. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, no. And so I was in turmoil. Oh, man. And then I come to find out, I very much like Sam. Oh, Sam, you fool. He's not dead. <laughs> you know? and Caleb, like, you fool. Yeah. And I, was like, and I was like, why would, you know. Why would you spoil that for me? But it's like the books have already been out, so it's not like I could truly be spoiled. But right, right. The, the time before internet, you know. Oh like, man, yeah. Before it was prevalent, anyway. Oh, man, wow. it's crazy. I remember dial-up. A lot of people listening to this podcast probably don't, but yeah, gosh, dial-up was a thing. So if you don't know what that is, it is basically the worst form of internet <laughs> that goes through your phone line. <laughs> Yeah. And was liable to blow your eardrum out if you got on the phone and somebody was using the computer. Yeah. Um, side note to that, if you don't mind. Yeah. So when this new, you know, brand new invention, DirecTV came out. Oh, and yes. the satellite, satellite dish. Yeah. <laughs> where you could you could go to pay-per-view, spend $3.99 and rent a movie mm-hmm. for the whole day. Yeah. Not just, you did not have to watch it once. You could rent it for the whole day. Yeah, I remember that. We never used it, but I remember Sure. It. Well, we, it was a treat when we got it. And so what you had to do is unplug the phone line so mm-hmm. nobody could call you and then run a, an ethernet cable to your dish box or your direct TV box mm-hmm. because it needed the internet at that moment. Because none of it was wireless. You had to wire it in. So, so did the pay-per-view stream or did it download? To be honest, I'm not certain. Because hmm. I don't think there was any downloads. Probably not because then you would have had it, right? So you would have had to. Well, I don't know how the streaming would be weird because it was hardwired right, right into right. the phone line. So I don't think there was any buffering. It was pretty seamless. Yeah. That's and there wasn't like, oh, it's grainy because it's downloading at a low speed. It was it was crisp, clear yeah. movie. But it was just the fact that, oh, we have to unplug the phone line. Hope nobody calls. They'll get our answering machine. It'll, it'll be fine. You know, like... Will they get your answering machine if you pull the line? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Those are the nuances that we had. It's like, oh, we don't need to call anybody anyway. Yeah. You know, it's That's just... so funny. The times are just a-changing. Uh, we were pretty fancy. We had multiple phone lines, so... Oh, <laughs> we could hook one into the computer and the phone. <laughs> That's right. And then came the magic jack which was a phone that hooks into the computer (laughs) it's so funny gosh i kind of forgot about all the crazy stuff that we used to use that we thought was so hip and like really revolutionary but then you think now like revolutionary but the technology was obsolete oh yeah within a couple of like a year yeah it was fast yeah and there was there was a lot in that span of us growing up where we just we kind of skipped between flip phones and then all of a sudden we have iphone ipod phones well so the flip like, phone was like that came out i remember that was like the razor like the verizon razor and they had the commercial where they like stuck it in the car motorola razor oh that was it the motorola the, razor. the most yeah. famous flip phone of all time yeah awesome yes flip phone. everybody wanted to have that that was how a cool phone it did <laughs> the exact same thing as every other flip phone but man it looked cool it was sharp and it was. i remember the before the <laughs> jump to because there was a, a brief jump between flip phones and smartphones where it was the full keyboard 
right clamshell right, yeah. phones mm-hmm. with the blackberries and i was part of the nv series i had a little blackberry phone yeah. like in college <laughs> so that was cool i i would give i would buy a full keyboard smartphone now oh 100 percent. that flipped if i don't even care i would i would shell out a ton of money to get one i think they do make them you probably could. i i will do some research <laughs> um but i was gonna say back in that era was so cool because blackberry right was a square clamshell right. mm-hmm. but there well, was... this one was actually integrated so it didn't slide up oh it was just all i think i have it like in my shoebox it's somewhere. probably holding up a table leg somewhere probably in the room. yeah <laughs> i i know that era in, in particular had the craziest phone designs because it would be like these because like the sony ericsson came out mm-hmm. which had mm-hmm. like a um a PlayStation controller slid out. So like it would slide up oh, and you have the PlayStation remember controller. That. Yeah. But there was also ones like my wife said she had one that had like a ring in it and it would like slide it would open oh, up around the ring. I know what that is. Yes, I saw a couple people that had those. And yeah, it like it was like a switchblade knife almost. Yeah. Like it would open up weird and then it was like yeah, it would sit on top of the keyboard. Which yeah. is so strange. And my sister had one that you could open it like a clamshell, like the razor, right, right. close it, and then swivel Slide it, it yeah. and it would have a keyboard underneath. So it was like both. I remember that too. It, isn't that yeah. so strange? Those are and I thought those were awesome, right? Yeah. And because the full keyboard was great, and the, to the actual tactile keyboard, like mm-hmm. I make way less typing errors on those. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's funny. So because you'll remember, right, when cell phones came out when I was a little kid, um, probably a little bit before that even. They were huge, like a briefcase size. Like you had, to, like and they had like a four-hour battery on them. Yep. They looked like a phone, like a landline phone. Yeah. And anyway, which this isn't really a segment on cell phones, but we somehow diverted into it. But That's right. Uh, but then they were like the whole craze was making every piece of technology smaller. Yeah. Remember like the iPods, right? It was like they came out with the iPod, and then it was like the iPod Shuffle, like was super tiny mm-hmm. and didn't have a screen. Yeah. It was an MP3 player, <laughs> but it For said sure. iPod on it. Oh, so absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so kind of staying on the nostalgic like early 2000s 90s mm-hmm. stuff so you mentioned earlier that you guys would pre or not pre-record but you would record episodes or shows or movies that were on the tv on your vhs player yeah and so this i mean if you didn't if you're listening to this you don't really know like what that <laughs> is so like we used to have vcrs right that could you run the tv cable through the vcr and then you run that into the tv and if you did that you could record whatever was played on the TV on a VHS tape. And so we would do that. So we have a movie. My parents do. Yeah. still have it. I don't know if we have a working VHS player anymore, but um, uh, VCR, if you will. Um, it was The Emperor's New Groove. They recorded it, but it's nice. still got some of the commercials because you would try to pause it yeah. so you didn't get the commercials, right? Um, but you usually would catch part of the commercial at the beginning and the end so you didn't miss any other movie. And so... One of them in there is like the wop, like the Papa Burger from Burt. It's like the funniest ad because like all of our advertising nowadays is super like sleek and modern and like really mm-hmm. cool, right? And like this was like bombastic and just in your face. <laughs> it's like the Papa Burger's back, bigger, better, better. You know, it's like it's just this fat hamburger with like six patties on it. Oh my goodness! Back before you know they were worried about healthy fast food, which is oh, ironic. Yeah. <laughs> That's true because I remember when like Subway first came out mm-hmm. and it was like you know good for them right oh the the healthy fast food or a healthier option which 
right you yeah. there's some more veggies and stuff but yeah that was right at that craze right yeah. before that yeah that's yeah because it was like the super size me era yeah and so that was burger king's like yeah get the pop up you know i would <laughs> i would not mind going back in time no they and, had better food <laughs> and having a pop a burger better portion sizes oh of course yes <laughs> better prices too that's true you could get like a gallon of pepsi for like 25 cents <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Let's definitely true. go back. <laughs> We're going back. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that was cool, um, and that was so that was actually recorded. We recorded that movie, and that was on. It was on PBS, I think. I'm pretty sure it was PBS. Maybe not. I don't know. So they used to have on Sunday nights. They had family movie night. You remember that? I I don't. Maybe you guys didn't do that. Um, but they had. Uh, that was when we were still living in Utah, and maybe it was like a Mormon thing. I don't know, but. Um, because they had like the public broadcasting was sure. like, through the Mormons like church or whatever. Anyway, um, and so they would do family movie nights, and it was usually like a Disney movie, like the yeah. Toy Story. Well, or that a family could watch right. together. Yeah, so family yeah. friendly programming, <laughs> um, and we would do that every Sunday. That's awesome. We'd all sit down and watch those. That's together. fun though. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. We, if we, I remember sitting in front of the TV because we had a huge satellite dish. Um, on our hill mm-hmm. that we for the longest time we would just get like portland channels yeah. like the six channels that came in but it was always there was always um this white grainy fuzz on the movies but but i guess we didn't care like you didn't care about the crispness of how you know how clear or the refresh rate it was like i can barely see and i'm gonna watch this as attentively as i can <laughs> so i don't want to miss any details yeah i remember armageddon yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen it, but I know which I've seen yeah, YouTube it, clips of back it. when yeah. it came out. Like I remember, it was like, oh, it's on Channel Two tonight, and so I was right in front, and yeah. part of it would come in, and I I didn't watch eighty percent of the movie. I yeah. I was there for the whole time, but it was like just channeling it in, like there was a storm or something. Oh, that's and crazy! So, uh, the de- so we would run into that too a little bit. So. He's yeah. So the analog TV, mm-hmm. and I remember when they switched it to the digital converter boxes too. It was like everything went digital. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, because that's all we had. So we had like we did do the direct TV thing like for like a year one time. Shortly after we moved out to Oregon, um, but the rest of the time, and we got rid of that pretty quick. And then the rest of the time, we had just like regular analog TV and. Yeah, you had like 12 channels mm-hmm. and it's like commercials and all this stuff. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's kind of funny because everything now is that you just stream it, you know. Yeah. Or you just buy what you want to watch. Everything's a la carte. You know, it's like now you can just, which is great. Actually, I really like that. But it's like there's nostalgia of like how inconvenient watching TV was back in oh the day. Oh my it's goodness, funny. yeah. Well, I remember it was this preposterous thing like, oh, these new TVs, like the direct TV boxes, you can skip the commercials. I'm like, no, you can't. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why would anybody, like, that's a rich man's game. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> being able to sure more than six channels. I doubt that. Skip the <laughs> the commercials, right? Oh, because they, they were so long as a kid. They, they, they were. was literally like, it felt like 10 minutes of commercials and it's true. And two if, minutes of, of movie and then it would go back to more yeah. commercials. And if you had siblings, so you would take turns, like if you had to go to the bathroom, right? So it's like you're watching Saturday morning cartoons, you know, and it's like, it's like you, like, okay, commercial break, you run, 
go do your business as quick as you can, and then usually you're washing your hands up, and then your your siblings, it's coming back on. <laughs> you like running back over, like hurdling the couch, trying to, trying to get back to. I think somebody made a meme about that, but yeah. it's like it's so true. It's yeah. like that was such a relevant experience for us. It's funny. The thing for me, uh, very similar to that is. You knew, like, you felt really good. It's like, oh, the show's going to be on after this commercial. Because you could tell there was usually, like, a half commercial. Yep, yep. And it was like, it's coming on after this. So you would unmute it. Because we would often mute the commercials. Right, right. And so you unmuted it. And then it perfect timing. And you just felt so good. Because like, you nailed guessed it. it. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, <laughs> when another commercial came on and you're like, oh, you felt so defeated. Like, I am embarrassed because the commercial was loud and it it's came funny. back on. That's true. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's true. We did <laughs> so that, too. Silly. Well, and it's like, even the TV itself. Right, the, the actual television. Our TVs, like when I was growing up, were huge. Like they were. Yeah. I mean, the screen was smaller than any TV that I have now, but if they were like, <laughs> like two or three feet. They deep, were thick. They were thick TVs. They with were three C's. That's right. <laughs> well, and and it's funny because I actually growing up through high school. I had a, a thick TV that I would play games and on. And you were all, like, staticky? Yeah. Like, if you touched the screen, it was, like, oh, all, yeah. all static you, electricity. You swear yeah. it was radiated mm-hmm. somehow? It might have been. But <laughs> they always have handles, like, built into the yeah, frame somewhere. so you somewhere, could carry them. So you could have a four-man team carry it <laughs> right. to the next location. Because they were freaking heavy. Yeah, they like, were big. I mean, as, as a full-grown man could carry one, but they were still hard to move. They were stout. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to go back because I had a couple movies because that was where this started was yeah, movies. Yeah. Um, um, I remember watching Twister, Vivid Nightmares. Vivid Nightmares. So <laughs> the the movies that really scared me as a kid, and it's like I shouldn't have been watching, but it's not a you know it's not a bad movie for me to watch. It's just Natural Disasters. I don't know if that, I've even seen that one. Well, Twister, it's about these so storm like chasers no oh. no it's not even that so um these storm chasers are chasing storms is it a movie like it's a, a like movie a, like so an imaginary film i'm pretty sure it's like... steven spielberg yeah it's oh, imaginary okay. so um i, I think it's, like it's helen helen hunt and oh my goodness i i can see his face but i can't remember his name carrie elwes was a supporting character and like philip princess philip seymour hoffman was in there too one of his yeah. starring roles yeah um Anyway, we'll go into it. So they're chasing this storm, and there's, like, this main storm guy who got out of the game, found this other love, but then he gets sucked back in. Well, no pun intended. A a tornado. (laughs) There's some drama, and then it's like he realizes that Helen Hunt was his his ex, but but they really do love each other, and Mm. and they get into this storm. Well, this tornado is, like, sentient. It's, like, chasing them in certain parts. Oh, interesting. It's not really, but... But it seems like, are you kidding me? And... (laughs) But it's terrified me, because, obviously, tornadoes... I had so many tornado nightmares Hmm. for decades. So... That's an impactful film. Right? And it's not even, like, scary things, because... Growing up, we didn't watch scary movies. Yeah, we didn't either. And so, for me, Natural Disasters were is just terrifying. as scary for me. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, really quick, I have one more movie, and then I'll pass it off to you. So, Titanic. Mm. Often seen as one of the most gr- the greatest romantic movies of all time. <laughs> I have a hilarious Titanic story. I That's perfect. Let's tie right into that. Yeah. <laughs> it was the most traumatic. I was bawling as a child. Because now, what age did you watch this at? Just out of curiosity. It, to be honest, I don't know. I was I was very young. Yeah. I was less than 10. Well, what when did it come out? When did the movie come well, out? Well, the movie came out in the 90s. 98? Maybe. We cuz we Something got like the 
the two VHS pack because it was such right? a huge it was a, movie. Yes, we had that too. It yeah. was a two, two set and movie. Yep. I watched it and I was terrified. I was going to, like, the ship was sinking and it was stressful, especially because Jack is tied up, handcuffed, because the right, one right. guy... And the water keeps coming. Yeah, yeah. And, and she has to, she blindly, I watched it again recently with my wife, she closes her eyes and hits the... Oh, yeah, the yeah. Handcuffs with it. the axe and does it and that that stressed me out oh, and gosh. the ship so i have i have this weird fear of shipwrecks and stuff now that i love sense. seeing them but that was such a traumatic thing as a child and That's i didn't care about any of the romance it was like this ship is crashing and sinking yeah i'm That's mortified a yeah. mortified so okay so i'll finish up our our show yes. today with this funny story so when i was a little kid we were still living in Utah. i was little like maybe four and we shouldn't we weren't supposed to be watching that we had a babysitter over my older brother right so the babysitter is i don't know how old she was probably like 13 or 14 sure or whatever and so she she wants to watch the movie and she's like can you guys watch this and i'm like vehemently like you know no we can't watch that like mom and dad said we can't watch that you know little four-year-old me and my older brother's like oh he's little he doesn't know what he's talking about he's two years older than i am so he's six right so yeah. he's like oh he doesn't know what he's talking about we can totally watch that and so they sit there and watch it and i did not actually i went to my room because i didn't want to get Smart in trouble man. right and so <laughs> my parents come back they left it in the vcr so they got somebody, my, we got busted, right? So, <laughs> but I had a good alibi because I was like, That's I didn't right. watch this thing. These sinners were. <laughs> and that was Titanic, right? Right, yeah. Well, because so it's got funny. obviously the scene where Rose of is, course. is uh, not clothed on the upper It's an portion. artistic, he was drawing, yes. <laughs> like a French girl. <laughs> I get it, exactly. <laughs> anyway, and so, yeah, so obviously for, for reasons, <laughs> don't want to be showing your young boys that movie that's true you know as a responsible parent so um so landon just got his butt chewed <laughs> of course it besides so funny. he might be afraid of shipwrecks too now we don't know i don't think we don't so. know the repercussions I don't think so, but oh, okay. it was hilarious <laughs> yeah it's so funny looking back but yeah that is so funny got busted good anyway well i think we've rambled excellently we today. have covered some great stuff and some not so great stuff and but it's not so great up. stuff you got a whole bunch of history on random old technology <laughs> yeah and that's just memories and right? that's just that's right. just life so. well you know that's what this show is all about is just caleb and i just getting together talking about stuff we like to talk literally about, putting it out there for you to enjoy anything yeah. we're gonna talk about anything everything that doesn't have to make yeah. sense this it's is a just great show stuff. throw it on in the background like this is a good background whatever you want dude that's like right. i mean you do you but you know we're just gonna be here try to be here at least once a month to get started with, I think, and we'll just get some of this content out there. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. Just hang out with us. That's what we're Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And reach out to us if you have any ideas, you don't like things, you like things. Yeah, stuff you want to talk about. Stuff you really enjoyed, mm -hmm. we'll do more of. Yeah. So, yeah, please, please keep in touch. I don't have any handles or hashtags right now, but I think as we yeah. start to get going, we'll, we'll provide those to you. There you so. go. All right. Well, we're going to sign off. Once again, I'm, I'm Hooch. I'm Swerty. <laughs> And we'll see you next time. Adios.